like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today we're traveling all the way to right here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, to meet with our Song of the Soul guest. In fact, 10 years ago when I started Northern Spirit Radio and Song of the Soul, one of the first potential guests I approached was Bruce O'Brien, but he was very busy and not yet ready for this. But we have the good fortune of a change in circumstances that mean that he now has the flex time to gather and share from his folk and children's emphasis music. Some of the music that Bruce O'Brien will be sharing has been previously recorded on his three albums, but a couple will be recorded right here for the first time. Bruce, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. This has been a long time in the coming. I'm so glad we could get you free from all your other tasks in life. I know that they never really diminish. But now that you've retired from nursing, does that mean that you're increasing the component of your life, which is music? Absolutely. It's something I've been doing for many years before I even was a nurse. So we're talking 40 years or something like that. And you continue to write songs. I understand that you just were on a retreat, something like a week-long retreat. Could you tell us about that? Well, this was a week at Mallard Island, way up in um, Rainy Lake, north of Frostbite Falls. I mean, International Falls. If you're old enough to remember Frostbite Falls, then that's how old I am. And... uh, (laughs) So there was uh, there was nine of us songwriting there, and of all different types, a couple of piano players, a lot of guitar players. One guy has been playing the sitar for about 25, 30 years, and he brought that. And there were some people doing some a cappella stuff, and I had my banjo. It was really fruitful and fun, and we had a lot of laughs, and a lot of good songs came out of it. My understanding is that this place is pretty rustic. Is the idea of this that you're all supposed to write nature-related songs or something while you're out in the wilderness there, or is it just that you're not answering your cell phones? Well, not answering cell phones, but there were various methods of songwriting. Some people, most people were writing pen to the paper, but there was at least one person that was writing on their laptop. There was no Wi-Fi. There's very little cell reception as far as that goes. And there was electricity, but there was no running water. And they had three compost toilets. So was this week productive for you in terms of your personal songwriting? Oh, yes. I brought some things to kind of tweak while I was there. But also there was a lot of inspiration from those gathered. And in fact, the very 
first night I was there, I woke up at four in the morning with a phrase in my head, got up and wrote by flashlight to finish it, and it was a very brief song. I I pretty much consider it a throwaway song. may not be very uh, very useful in the larger world, but that, that was the first song of the week. But I wrote several others. Some were kind of serious, and some were outrageously outrageous. It was very fun. We had a sharing session every evening to see what people were working on. And how many total did you think that you put together? That's kind of hard to say. I had, I'd say, maybe three or four that that were fairly complete and a few that are uh, were mostly written, but I had to work on the um, phrasing and figuring out what is the chorus and things like that. And some rhymes that were not, you know, they're more like poems. So does this mean that between the three or four and the other three that you've got half of an album, does this mean that for the first time in a couple decades we're going to get another CD out of Bruce O'Brien? Well, that's another topic. Yeah, it's been 20 years since I last recorded, mainly because I haven't been doing as many concerts, and that's where one sells the recordings. Unless you're a teenager or 20-something and you have your entire following online, which I don't. But I do have enough songs for an album, but I'm not foreseeing any touring to actually sell those In the meantime, let's talk about the music that you're going to share today. How'd you like to start us out for Song of the Soul? I will do uh, Tending the Fire. I was at a Quaker retreat, and we went to breakfast, and there were not any young people at breakfast. They were sleeping in. So one of the adults with our group said, well, I, you know, I read about something about that in a homeschooling newsletter, and the young people staying up all night may be evolutionary because they were tending the fire. In that same week, I was being asked to sing some songs for a memorial for Paul and Sheila Wellstone, who were killed uh, the year before. So I wrote Tending the Fire. We're tending the fire, keeping watch 
one before. Their fire showed us the way. They carried their light into a new day. Now we must do the same, tending the fire and flame. So tending the fire, keeping watch, and don't let the fire go out. Let others sleep away the night. We're minding the fire, minding the light, minding the fire, minding the light. So as the sparks rise to the stars, as in some silent prayer, while others sleep, our vigil we keep. From night to day we turn. Our lives like fire burn. We're tending the fire, keeping watch. Don't let the fire go out. Let others sleep away the night. We're minding the fire, minding the light. Minding the fire, minding the light. We're tending the fire, keeping watch. Don't let the fire go out. Let others sleep away the night. We're minding the fire, minding the light. Minding the fire, minding the light. Minding the fire, minding the light. Nice. Tending the fire. You mentioned in introducing that, Bruce, and this is Bruce O'Brien I'm interviewing for Song of the Soul. You mentioned Paul and Sheila Wellstone, who mm-hmm. died in, it was a plane crash, I believe. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that they're particularly important to you and me is because of their leadership in, I guess you'd say, liberal, inspirational politics. What was your connection with the kind of work they did? How did you participate with them? I mean, were you one of their big fans? Yeah, I'm, uh, I was a big fan of Paul Wellstone. I never met him, but he was very outspoken and not afraid to speak his mind. Kind of a small guy, but he had a big voice and a big impact on progressive values. So uh, it was a huge loss. Uh, That was just prior to President Bush seeking authorization to go to war in Iraq, I believe, and he would never have allowed that. He would have been a very fiery spokesperson against that policy. So it was a huge loss on many fronts. And the other part of that song is the young people tending the fire. Do you remember doing that at that age when you were in your mid-late teens were you one of those all-nighter types? I, since you're a musician, I suppose that you had to be an all-night type person. Well, yeah, I'm I kind of a night owl by nature, I'm afraid. And some of that I got through the PM shift in the nursing world. And even though I've left that behind me, I'm still a night owl. <laughs> but uh, And I was probably doing a lot of that in high school, too. How far back does your connection with music go? When did you start the guitar or the banjo or I I mean you play violin some too all of that how far do you go back with music well it goes back over 40 years ago I'm a product of the great folk scare of the 60s you've probably all heard about that when the radio common commercial radio had folk songs on the air and you know I heard many times I heard 
you know, where have all the flowers gone and on commercial radio, which was kind of very, uh, very inspiring. And so that was that was during the what has been amusingly called the great folk scare. That was my culture, I guess you might say. And so I learned to play guitar and sing along. What age was it that you picked up the guitar? Did you have lessons? Were you in band in high school? No, I was not in band. I just picked it up on my own. I did take some lessons. Uh, Actually, my first instrument was the three-string lap dulcimer, but then I very soon hit the harder stuff, which meant more strings and more instruments. And now I've got a house full of them, and I no longer have a dulcimer, but I'd say guitar and banjo are my main instruments, but I do play mandolin. I can't play the fiddle much anymore because of tendonitis. um, It hurts too much to put my left arm through that position twist so I don't do that hardly at all but it's still fun and tell us a little bit Bruce about this house of instruments that you have well I have I play a lot of guitar banjo which is a six string banjo uh, banjo body but six strings tuned like a guitar and it's a lot louder and and fun to play and then I have a couple of six-string guitars and a bunch of, let's see, two five-string banjos, two fiddles, two mandolins, but I'm going to need to uh, cut back on those, I think. I'm not using, I can't use the fiddles, and I can't play two mandolins at once, so it's very difficult. It's diff- difficult decisions. And I have a lot of instruments that are in disrepair that I will, uh, I hope to be fixing up at some point, in which time I'll shift my attention to those if they're playable. Well, you have a lot of music to share with us today. What should we do next? Well, I can sing another song with the guitar. This is called Rock Island. It's actually an island state park at the very, very tip of Door County in Lake Michigan. And I camped out there one night quite a few years ago and was playing a tune at the time, and I only put words to it later, about the island itself. and smoke on Rock Island Mist and smoke on Rock Island Michigan's shore Spirit's door Home of the deer and the gull Vine and root Moss and fruit Never alone on Rock Island Never alone on Rock Island (laughs) 
Cinnamon bark, cedar green dark, blue flowers bloom from the stone. My feet sinking down on mossy ground, we all grow roots on Rock Island. We all grow roots on Rock Island. My time there is gone, but memory lives on. Till I can return once again Flowers are grown Held by the stone Just as my heart holds Rock Island Just as my heart holds Rock Island Held in the heart by Rock Island Another sweet song there by Bruce O'Brien that you won't find on any of his three recordings because he hasn't chosen to put it there. So I guess it needs to be put out there so people can hear it. People will be listening on the radio and they'll say, golly, that really needs to be on iTunes. I need to download it. It's called Rock Island. So Rock Island. And of course, Bruce, you know, that's a place that I experienced too. Right after I graduated from high school, I went up with some friends and went camping there. And one of the memorable moments for me was at midnight, very full moon, hiking around the perimeter of the island. The island's only, I think, a mile across or something like that. And hiking there and eight years later going camping with a very dear young woman, so anyway, Rock Island carries special places for me, particularly because it doesn't have any of the incursions of modern society. You get enough away from the noise and hustle and bustle. It's one of those places where you won't get Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> no, you won't get Wi-Fi or cell phone use, probably. I don't know where the nearest tower is, but it does have a dock and it was an island that was privately owned, and they've preserved the boathouse and the dock. But you can only get there by boat or swimming, I suppose. So there's a ferry that comes from Washington Island and takes you out to Rock Island. And it's very, you got to carry everything you're going to need with you. And in this case, I carried a guitar. Some people, fortunately, can live on music. That's, again, off the end of Door County, which is the thumb of Wisconsin, if you're looking at the map, folks. I know some of you over there, you're listening over in Washington State or Massachusetts, you may not know about Door County, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful area, and a lot of people choose to recreate there, recreate their souls. And, you know, you pass by Green Bay kind of on the way there. So, anyway... Rock Island and Bruce O'Brien. His website, I think it's still in gestation, but you can get a hold of him via Facebook. If you come via NorthernSpiritRadio.org, you'll find a link to Bruce O'Brien in case you want to get in touch with him, learn about those music, share songs. He's always one to have another song added to the repertoire. Let's go for another one right away, Bruce. What would you like to share? Well, on my uh, recording, probably my most... My greatest hit, so to speak, is Owl Moon, with, taken with inspiration and with permission from the author Jane Yolen, uh, the book of the same name. 
It's a beautiful book, both in appearance and in story. And I was reading it to my daughter when she was two years old at nap time, and the book ended, and she wasn't asleep yet, so I was forced to come up with a song in which I paraphrased the book, and it has gone very far and wide. In fact, we'll be in the upcoming version of the sequel to Rise Up Singing, which is called Rise Again. Here it is, Owl Moon by Bruce O'Brien. Oh, you gotta be quiet Under a shining owl Oh, you gotta be quiet under a shining owl. Oh, you gotta be quiet. Yes, you gotta be quiet under a shining, under a shining, under a shining Gotta make your own heat under a shining owl. You gotta make your own heat under a shining owl. You gotta make your own heat and you gotta be quiet under a shining, under a shining. Under a shining owl Oh, you gotta be brave Under a shining owl Yes, you gotta be brave Under a shining owl Yes, you got to be brave, gotta make your own heat, and you got to be quiet under a shining, under a shining, under a shining owl. Oh, you got to have hope. Under a shining owl Yes, you got to have hope Under a shining owl Oh, you got to have hope And you got to be brave Gotta make your own heat And you got to be quiet Oh, you got to have hope under a shining, under a shining, under a shining. That's from his recording, Love is in the Middle. The song is Owl Moon, and it is by Bruce O'Brien here today with us for Song of the Soul. This is a Norton Spirit Radio production on the web at nordenspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find 10 years of our broadcasts for free listening and download. You'll find 
connections to our guests. So if you want to get a hold of Bruce O'Brien, come by org. There's also a place to post comments. We love two-way communication, so please, when you visit, post a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. There's also a place to support us. Click on support to make a donation to Northern Spirit Radio. But even more important than supporting Northern Spirit Radio is to support your local community radio station, Bruce and I have in common that we were part of the startup of WHYS Radio, Low Power FM, right here in the Chippewa Valley. Community radio is so important for getting out there alternative news and music that you get nowhere else. There's a depth of the human experience that you'll get through community radio that you won't get elsewhere. So please start by supporting community radio. Again, Bruce O'Brien is here, a local musician well-known in the Chippewa Valley and amongst selective groups nationwide. And that song, Owl Moon, definitely ranks up there as part of perhaps his greatest hits, almost certainly part of his greatest hits. It certainly had a significant impact here at the Helps Meet household way back a number of years ago after I first got rheumatoid arthritis, needed some help to do some wood stacking. We invited a group of people out here. Bruce was among them. He helped us with uh, manual labor. And then afterwards, we had a meal and we sat at a campfire and people started bringing out songs. Bruce shared Owl Moon and some others. It was truly a magical evening and Bruce was a big part of that. Introduce us to some more of your magic, Bruce. Well, I'm going to tell you about the title song of my second album. This is In My Family's House. And this is kind of a a hybrid of a Carter family spiritual song originally in my father's house, but was changed along the way. And then I have made it a zipper song. That is, uh, a zipper song is a song framework where you zip in and out words for the verses, and it makes it very democratic in that way. So it never sung the same way twice. So this is In My Family's House. There'll be joy, joy, joy In my family's house In my family's house In my family's house There'll be joy, joy, joy In my family's house There'll be peace, sweet peace And there'll be homemade music In my family's house In my family's house In my family's house There'll be homemade music in my family's house, there'll be peace, sweet peace. And there'll be joy, joy, joy in my family's house. In my family's house, in my family's house, and there'll be joy, joy, joy in my family's house, and there'll be peace, sweet peace. And there'll be room for everybody in my family's house. In my family's house, in my family's house, there'll be room for everybody in my family's house. house 
then there'll be joy, joy, joy in my family's house. In my family's house, in my family's house, and there'll be joy, joy, joy in my family's house. And there'll be peace, sweet peace. And there'll be chocolate chip cookies in my family's house. In my family's house, in my family's house, and there'll be chocolate chip cookies in my family's house. And there'll be peace, sweet peace. And there'll be joy, joy, joy in my family's house. In my family's house, in my family's house, and there'll be joy, joy, joy. In my family's house, and there'll be peace, sweet peace. And there'll be green, sweet peas. In my family's house, in my family's house, in my family's house, and there'll be green, sweet peas. In my family's house, and there'll be peace, sweet peas. Family's House by the CD of the same name. It was Bruce O'Brien's second recording way back in 1989. Got a lot of voices in there that I recognize. Uh, Tom Clinton McCausen was one of them uh, that I enjoyed hearing. I don't know if there are other recordings of Tom's music back when he was performing the folk music scene in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, Minnesota, wherever. But the words for that, the particular zipped-in portions there, how many of them did you make? Were there verses in there that Emma contributed to them? I think maybe, you know, chocolate chip cookies might have been. Or maybe she was the one who was into the green peas. (laughs) I don't know for sure, but Emma was, uh, at the age of three, was a big contributor to the creative force in the home at the time. And later, when she was eight years old, she wrote the song Love is in the Middle, which is the title of my last album from 1995. And it was a song that she wrote on the inspiration of hearing some other young people sing songs. And it basically starts with some real pain about the state of the earth and how things are not looking very good for the planet and you know peace and joy and harmony will help heal our uh, wounded world Change the ocean 
Harmony and Love is in the Middle. Love is in the Middle is the name of that song, written by Emma Ryan O'Brien. She's quite precocious. I mean, you'd expect growing up with Bruce O'Brien that music would be entirely filling up every space in the house. And that's kind of how it is still currently. Even without the kids there, there's instruments everywhere you go about his house. Love is in the Middle, though, that's title track of Bruce's third CD released in 1995, and Emma still would have been pretty young then. How much of a part did you have in making that song? Any of the music, you had to transcribe it, arrange it. How much did you have to do, Bruce? Well, it was pretty much ready to go when it first came out of her mouth, but it had to be uh, tweaked a little bit. And her mother, Diane Ryan, and I tweaked it a little bit. So what you hear is pretty much Emma's song, and of course she is the voice that is prominent on that. We did have a chorus of other classmates of her young kids, but hers is the main voice. And I should say also that that recording, Love is in the Middle, I think in part because of that song, won the Parents' Choice Award, which is like the Grammy Award of children's music. So that was a very big deal and uh, very pleasant. And, of course, when I make copies of the recording, I'm required to pay the authors royalties. And so Emma gets a check, which, as a young adult, thinks that's very cool. (laughs) It is very cool. Now, you've got identity at a certain point as a children's musician. I mean, there's something about going through that phase where you've got your own kids and you're singing with them and sharing music. It's just not quite as special to play with them in a Gata de Vida or whatever. So you went from more traditional folk music to folk music flavored, certainly with kids. But you, your roots are really deep folk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, acoustic instruments. You know, I, I grew up in, in the 60s hearing all the rock bands and the Beatles. And like many, I like much of that music. I can't play it very well, however, but the folk stuff goes at a slower pace with a whole lot fewer chords and no amplification, which is always nice. So I did a lot of listening to a lot of old-time recordings and some new recordings, and there was a recording that I heard somewhere along my way was Uncle Dave Macon, which was a banjo player, and he was mostly photographed playing the banjo with his one foot up in the air. He was just a very physically enthusiastic guy, I guess. But anyway, he wrote a song that was not very well known, but I love the melody. It was a campaign song. It was a presidential campaign song for Alfred Smith, who was a Catholic running for president, way back in the 20s. And he lost, so that's why the name is not familiar to most of us. But Uncle Dave Macon wrote this song, Al Smith for President. Well, I love the tune. And then later, 
another presidential name came up in the, I think the year was 1980, when Mount St. Helens erupted and was a huge calamity, really. But there was a mountaineer on that mountain who knew the mountain was going to be blowing up, and everybody told him to get off, get off the mountain, save yourself, blah, blah, blah. And he resisted that. His name was Harry Truman, no relation to the president. But he said, no, I'm going to stay right here. And uh, some of the word verses to this song, Hold Your Ground, are directly from him, from news reports that I'd heard. And he did go the way of, you know, he, he was blown to smithereens, probably, by the eruption of Mount St. Helens, but his words were very powerful, and his stick to was very uh, strong. So that was my inspiration for Hold Your Ground. in smoke, darling. Mount St. Helens going up in smoke, darling. Mount St. Helens going up in smoke, make a whole nation reel and choke, darling. Some folks called it an act of God, darling. Some folks called it an act of God, darling. Some folks called it an act of God. Old Harry Truman said the mouth shot her wad, darling. Harry'd been there, darling. Forty-nine years, Harry'd been there, darling. Forty-nine years, Harry'd been up there. He loved that mountain and he loved that air, darling. Against that mountain, some hold a grudge, darling. Against that mountain, some hold a grudge, darling. Against that mountain, some hold a grudge. She rattled him before, but Harry wouldn't budge, darling. Cause old Harry Truman was a tough old bird, darling. Old Harry Truman was a tough old bird, darling. Old Harry Truman was a tough old bird. He wouldn't let the mountain have the last word, darling. filled some folks with fear, darling. That mountain filled some folks with fear, darling. That mountain filled some folks with fear. Harry said, I'm staying right here, darling. He said, I'm going up the mountain and I ain't coming down, darling. I'm going up the mountain and I ain't coming down, darling. I'm going up the mountain and I ain't coming down, even if the mountain be my burying ground, darling. Mountain blew up with an atom bomb sound, darling, and the big trees scattered all over the ground, darling, and the dust settled down for miles around, and old Harry Truman will never be found, darling. He went up the mountain and he ain't a coming down, darling. He went up the mountain and he ain't a coming down, darling. He went up the mountain and he ain't a coming down. People heard the news the whole world around, darling. Some say a mountain is bigger than a man, darling. Some say a mountain is bigger than a man, darling. Some say a mountain is bigger than a man, but hold your ground the best that you can, darling. 
hold your ground the best that you can, darling. The song is Hold Your Ground by Bruce O'Brien about Harry Truman on Mount St. Helens back in 1980. Is that good advice, though, Bruce? I think I wonder if you're spreading bad advice for the people. Hold your ground, stay on the mountain, even as it's going to blow up. Well, it might not be the best advice if, if it's something like that, like a tornado is coming, don't stand there and watch it. That could make bad headlines. But there's a line in the song that I wrote in there that the mountain blew up with an atom bomb sound. And that was not unintentional because we are all faced with the potential for nuclear war just about any minute of our lives. And But that shouldn't stop us from trying to prevent that from happening and to going on and living our lives. So it, it may not be the best advice for avoiding a volcanic eruption, but it is for, you know, sticking to your principles of love of a place, which is why Harry Truman stayed on the mountain. And we love this world, I hope, so we should hold our ground. Of course, I love the music that you bring to life, Bruce, but one of the other reasons that I honor you deeply is for your committed activism over the years. Uh, you and I have both been involved here in the Chippewa Valley of Wisconsin, active in anti-military, pro-peace, environmental-type action. And, I mean, I guess we were both part of the organizing of the draft counseling training workshop right after we went into Iraq. And so I honor that part of you. I understand that goes back. I don't know if you were a peace activist already. Maybe it started from folk music or maybe when you faced the draft, that's the moment of clarity for you. Well, yeah, that was a very strong moment of clarity. During the Vietnam War, all young people had a lottery number, which was based on their birthday and was the order in which you could be drafted, starting with the first one that was pulled. So my number was, I believe it was 139. And most people my age probably still remember their number and remember you know, that hanging over their heads. But whether folk music helped inspire my applying for conscientious objector to war status with my draft board or not, I, I don't know. Although I did threaten to use the lyrics to a song in my application, <laughs> which is, you know, at the age of 18, you've got to document some very detailed aspects of your lifelong held beliefs. Well, at age of 18... How much do you know about yourself to be able to do that very well? So it needed to be amended as a person grew in their knowledge. But I did successfully lobby for myself and achieved conscientious objector status only months before Richard Nixon ended the draft altogether. So I didn't have to perform alternative service, which I was already doing, actually, but on a volunteer basis. But yeah, facing the, the war and protesting the war, that was all something that all of my folk music heroes were doing. The clock is ticking down, Bruce, and I know we've got a couple more songs we'd like to share. One thing I do ask everyone, and in your case, I happen to know, you grew up Catholic, as did I, and then mm -hmm. somewhere you fell in with this bad associations with Quakers and got spoiled. You want to mention anything more about your spiritual journey? What got you where you are and where you are today. 
Well, it's a, a great segue from the talk about the draft was because when I went for draft counseling living in Chicago, I went to the American Friends Service Committee office that did the draft counseling, and I picked up some materials there. I had never heard of Quakers before, except for the Oats, of course. But I learned a lot right away and had a lot more to learn. But that was my first initiation with Quakers. And then the Catholic Church wasn't meaning so much to me at that part of my life, and I have since forgiven it. But I'm more comfortable with the Quaker philosophy, which brings us to this next song. So this song, it's not really a song. It's a recitation of a poem that I recorded on my recording in my family's house. And the poem was written by Rosalie Wall, a Quaker who I met through Quaker circles. She was a judge a Minnesota Supreme Court state judge and loved singing and loved poetry and wrote a lot of poetry. And I heard her recite this poem, and I wanted to include it because it does pretty much sum up the Quaker philosophy. So the poem talks about the bit of light in each of us, and that is Quaker philosophy. So her poem very succinctly says in just a few lines that that bit is what we, if we cultivate it, will draw us to where love and goodness are. Behold, in each of us, a bit of light, which, rightly cherished, penetrates the night that lies between us, even as the star, and draws us to where love and goodness are. bit of poetry from Rosalie Wall. Bruce O'Brien included it on his recording in my family's house. It's called Even as the Star. Captures a bit of what Bruce himself thinks and feels and which he sings so powerfully about. Again, if you want to get a hold of Bruce, the best way to do it is through his Facebook page, and I've got a link to that. He's not the only Bruce O'Brien in the universe here, and on Facebook there are quite a number of them. So follow the link from org to Bruce O'Brien. we got time for one more, Bruce. How would you like to conclude your Song of the Soul? So this song is called Angel of Love. And it is the name of a cabin, a retreat cabin, at the retreat center called the Christine Center. And it's in central Wisconsin. It is a, a wonderful place, and that they do a lot of different kinds of programs there. But they also offer individual retreats. And on my way to making my first recording... I knew that I needed to get out of the house and put myself in a kind of a seclusion and work on writing and playing and preparing for the recording. And I was assigned to the cabin, the Angel of Love. All of their cabins are named after angels. It was a a cabin without running water. Uh, had electricity but only a a wood stove for heat and this was in cold winter months so I had to tend the fire there and I had to you know live kind of in a solitary existence 
Some of that can be understood in the verses to Angel of Love. Bruce O'Brien's Song of the Soul, Angel of Love. It's from his first recording, Hold Your Ground. And that last verse, you know, where you say, I'll keep your fire in my heart. I, that was actually probably a pretty literal fire that was going on there, wasn't it? It was definitely a literal fire. I had to, if I didn't stoke the fire in the stove, I would be quite cold. And I'm glad you're also keeping the fire of your music going now that you've retired from nursing and what what a blessing to the world that you can do that through your music and through the kind of care that you give. I understand you volunteering at the free clinic here and other ways you get to be both hands-on and ears-on in terms of bringing a blessing to the world. And so thank you for doing that. And thank you so much, Bruce, for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me, Mark. This has been great fun. Thanks.
Again, find the link to Bruce O'Brien on Facebook most easily, perhaps from the link on nortonspiritradio.org. A big thank you to Andrew Jansen for invaluable production assistance. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song